Hi, this is a bonus Q&A episode. I try and go live every Thursday afternoon on the School for the Dogs Instagram account, which is simply at School for the Dogs. If you would like to ask a question in advance or be notified when I am going to go live, you can go to schoolforthedogs.com slash Q&A. I also periodically answer questions on Clubhouse. You can find me there at Annie Grossman. Hi. Is this Penny? Yes, this is Penny. And tell me your name. My name's Angela. Hey, Angela. I'm recording this for School for the Dogs podcast. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, mine. Okay, great. And where are you guys based? Are you in New York City? Yeah, so we are. We actually did sign up for a course at School for the Dogs, which starts in April. Oh, great. Which course are you doing with us? I'm doing Calm Canine. Oh, great. Excellent. Just because Penny, like, she's really excited whenever she goes outside, so we're hoping that'll, that'll help. Is she a, a, a golden doodle? She's a cabapoo. Okay. And how old is she? She's six months old now. Oh, she's just a tiny pup. A tiny yeah. thing. okay uh well tell me what's going on tell me what's going on with penny well so i'm she basically follows us everywhere in the home so like if she's on the couch and we get up to go somewhere she will even if she's asleep she will wake up um hop down and like follow us to wherever we are um my only concern right now my boyfriend works from home so she's around somebody all day but my concern is just like, you know, when things go back to normal, he goes back to work um, just because she's so used to like following us, seeing us everywhere. Um, you know, if this becomes an issue for like separation. Yeah, well, I think <clears throat> I think you're right to be thinking about that in advance. Have you tried? Um, have you tried leaving her alone? Have you tried leaving her with anyone else? What happens when you do that? So she, we've done like little intervals, um, like maybe five, 10 minutes or something, but just like we're in another room. So we're still like, um, you know, she'll be in the living room and we'll just go to another room and kind of watch her on the camera. Um, you know, she again tries to follow us. Um, so far for the five, 10 minutes, she will eventually like after a couple minutes of like scratching at a door, will go and kind of like sit on the couch um but it's like the longest that we've left her is probably like 10 minutes or so and she cries during those 10 minutes um like in the beginning like in the beginning she does um she generally will calm down after like a few minutes um we just haven't pushed it for that much longer um just because yeah she seems kind of like a little distressed can you leave her for any amount of time without her starting to freak out like can 30 seconds or not even um she will immediately like try to find us like Mm -hmm. immediately like try to find us um scratch at the door sniff around and try to find us and have you been using a crate with penny we have um so she'll sleep she'll sleep in it at night um we haven't used it a ton during the day we had used it sometimes um for naps we kind of have been a little bit lax about it lately so does she ever go into the crate on her own? No, like she 
does not like we can get her to go into the crate like with treats and lure her but she doesn't love it so like even when we try to get her to go in at night she um she'll try to avoid it like she'll pretend to like fall asleep on the couch like she'll automatically be like oh all of a sudden can't move her legs kind of thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like you know so she she doesn't love it she'll go in she won't scream in the crate or anything but she just like doesn't really like it that much and uh, and so you don't leave her in the crate like at night when you go to sleep we do at night at night is like the only time that we really do it and is it in the room with you no, so we leave it in um, the living room. Um, we weren't sure, like, she'll occasionally wake up and scratch um, at the crate, so we weren't sure if maybe we should start leaving it in the bedroom, if that would help too, like, just being closer, or if it, like... Have you experimented it, with leaving it in the bedroom? I mean, we would definitely be fine um, doing it. We hadn't tried it. I was just wondering if, like, if it's in the bedroom is she just gonna get used to us being like right there again like I just wasn't sure if that's like also um gonna get her really attached well I mean when you're putting her in the crate at bedtime is she putting up a fuss about it no once she's in she's fine it's just the getting her in Mm -hmm. takes like a lot of effort usually um so here here are my suggestions and um you know, I'm, I'm basing these just on what you're saying, and so obviously it's it's on minimal information, and I've never met Penny. But um, I think it's a good idea that you start, that you're thinking about how you can help her be a little bit separate from you now, um, even though you don't really need to be leaving her alone at this point. Um, uh-huh. And I think it's good that you're using a crate, but I would suggest you maybe kind of start crate training from the beginning and maybe also get a second crate so that she can have one like in the living room or whatever room you're spending the most time and one in the bedroom um you know you you can get like a pretty small crate just on amazon not that expensive um and see if you can work on making the crate a place where she is happy to be and happy to go into um you don't have to use a crate ever with a dog. and I mean, in most cases, you don't have to use a crate. But um, given that she's pretty small, I'm imagining you're probably going to want to travel with her in the future and that you've already established a little bit of a crate routine with her. I think you should go with it. Mm-hmm. But start a bit over. Is your, Do you have like an a open wire mesh kind of crate? It's like the... Um... It's not an open wire. It's like a, I don't know if you've seen them. It's a kind tail crate. It's, um. Oh, like, it's like plastic cutout. Kind yeah, of it. yeah. It's got like little holes in it, mm-hmm. um, but it's still kind of like, you can't see a ton out of it, I think. Okay. I would suggest getting a brand new crate, uh, mm-hmm. just like a very simple, um, open mesh metal kind of crate. Um, and maybe start over a little bit with the new crate so it's kind of a brand new thing. I like a dog to be able to feel like they can be in the crate and still be part of what's going on. Um, And uh, I also want her to have nothing but really great associations with it, which is why it might be helpful to have a new one. Mm -hmm. And simply start by putting her food in the crate, I would say every meal. Um, if possible, and when she's not looking, toss some treats in the crate. 
Um, and sometimes I, I suggest like the FOMO exercise, which is like put delicious, awesome things in the crate and then close the door so that she can't uh, get into it. So she's like, oh, that's the place uh, I really need to be. Um, just that's some a of, great idea. Yeah, just some of the time to like build her interest in in the new crate and you could continue using the other crate the way you have been using it if you want but i would say this new crate should be a place of extra awesome stuff all the time um with the door open like i want her to be choosing to go into the crate um and you know have it next to you on the couch and drop things in it just periodically um and then see if you can build up to having her in the crate with the door closed and then having her in the crate, crate with the door closed with your back turned towards her. You know, you can even write down the steps of what it's going to take for you to be able to have her in this crate. I would, I would say work with a new crate um, with, you know, like where where you want it to go like you want it you want to be able to you know leave the apartment for an hour or more (laughs) without her freaking out in the crate um so i suggest kind of writing out just like what steps might look like between the very first stage which is door open of crate with good stuff in the crate she can go in as much as she wants to the point of um you leaving um and break that into you know there might be there might be 50 or 100 increments (laughs) that you're really going to have to work on one by one you might find yourself skipping ahead but if you can work on it step by step like that um really working only at to a point of success at each point not letting her not pushing her to the point where she's going to be in the crate and crying um i think that uh you're going to be setting her up for success, building her confidence rather than dealing with her stress, like having to get rid of behaviors that you don't like that are based on, you know, her being fearful, stress, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And, you know, planning those kinds of steps and it's the kind of thing like a professional trainer could help you do. Um, But I often do recommend the book. um, She has, she has a couple books out, um, but Malena DiMartini is uh, an excellent trainer who specializes in separation anxiety. I've actually I've interviewed her on um, School for the Dogs podcast before, and um, I forget the title of her newest book, but her other book called um, is just called Treating Separation Anxiety in Dogs. And um, you know, even if you don't have a dog who has full blown separation anxiety and is just like needs to learn how to be alone, I think in that book she does a really good job of kind of breaking down step-by-step how you can set them up for success you know some other like just little tips um, make sure you're not putting you're putting the crate in a place in your home this the new crate I'm talking about in a place in your home where you're gonna be like moving around a lot so that she's gets used to you you know going to the bathroom and coming back and you know going to turn off the TV like it's not like motion and you sometimes being in and out of sight will become a more normal thing as you get to the point of leaving her in the crate with the door closed. I also suggest um, putting the crate somewhere where she can't see the front door um, because I think dogs can sort of become fixated on 
on the front door. When are they coming yeah. back? And again, you know, we're 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 like far from the time when you're gonna be leaving her and going out the front door, but might as well um, set up the crate somewhere first. Oh, but also, don't be afraid to move the crate around. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm suggesting to get like a a small, inexpensive, lightweight crate is mm-hmm. is so that you can you can you know bring it into whatever room you're in whether you're the, the kitchen or the, you know put put it on the couch with you i've had dogs who i've like been watching and i've had uh i've put them like on the desk or like on the table next to my desk you know uh-huh. while i'm while i'm working in the crate um i think having a small dog with a small crate kind of can allow you to do that and will also give her a place that um she'll be comfortable in when you're um you know, if you ever do travel with her. You can also do some things to build her confidence in the crate and build her confidence in general. Um, You know, training in the crate can be a lot of fun. Uh, You can, you know, click for sits or click for downs in the crate or click for hand touches. Um, There's so many things that uh, you can do in the crate because you have like a, you literally have a captive audience, you know, Um, and it can, so it can be very easy to, you know, capture behaviors get those behaviors happening on her own that she's figuring out she's figuring out oh all I need to do is put my butt on the ground and and she, you know I'm gonna get a treat you, you can you can do that because she's not gonna have a whole lot of choices of other things to do so that's another fun way to kind of build her confidence um, in the crate my last like product suggestion um, would be to uh, maybe get a treat and train. I really love the treat and train. It's like a remote controlled. Um, it's a remote controlled uh, treat dispenser. Actually, I have one literally right next to me because I've been using it with my dog. I will show you. <clears throat> this is the treat and train. <laughs> oh wow. Um. Uh. It's, uh, you can use it with dry food um, or kind of like any kind of smallish dry treats, um, Cheerios, peanuts. In the crate? So you could, for a, a small dog with a small crate, you're probably going to want to sit it on top of the crate. And it, um, it has like a, you'll see when you get it, it has like a lip on it that you can like take off. And when you take the lip off, the whole thing can sit on the crate and it'll drop treats in the crate. Um, there's also a really great product called the the Pet Tutor, which is a similar um, remote control treat dispenser that can take a wider variety of types of treats. Um, I like I I kind of the the treat and train is more like the old school version. The 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 uh, Pet Tutor has all kinds of like bells and whistles um, and is a lot more expensive and a little bit more complicated to use. So I usually suggest people start out with the treat and train. Um, but they're both, they're both very good and the pet tutor can definitely do a lot more than the treat and train can. Um, but what I think is nice about either one is it's kind of like you're outsourcing, um, some of the caretaking that so far you've been responsible, you've been the main caretaker. It's like you're giving her a robot caretaker (laughs) that I think can actually help some dogs feel like, okay, the humans are gone, but I have my robot. I have my rosy robot babysitter to take care of me. Um, like outsource some of, outsource some of her feelings of, of, uh, being cared for to, to the robot. And it's also nice because, um, you can, literally 
reward her with a treat when you're in the other room or out in the hallway. And again, you know, pinpoint the moments that she's being quiet. So if she's quiet for, you know, 10 seconds, reward with a treat. If she's quiet for 15 seconds, reward with a treat. If she, if she starts crying at 20 seconds and you know you really need to be working within that like 15 to 20 second uh, range. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> Jean with many S's is asking, can we ever give puppies too many treats during this training time? I mean, I've never known a puppy to really get like sit, sick or fat from treats. They have like a pretty, you know, pretty uh, killer metabolism. But when I'm talking about treats, you know, you could use just regular dry food, right? You don't have, it doesn't have to be, you know, bologna. Um, and also whatever treats you use um, should be as small as possible. Like half of a Tic Tac is generally a good size treat or like half of like a fingernail is a good size treat. Um, we carry crumps, uh, beef liver treats, which we really love. They're, they're tiny. Um, or I also like the... Um, like cloud star tricky trainer treats which we carry um because you can break those up they're like the size of a pencil eraser and one of those treats you can uh you know break up into tiny tiny like you can break up one of those into six pieces at least um and uh, zooks makes a similar treat that you can break up into tons and tons of pieces um but you know i think uh we tend to not use the calories we're giving dogs as wisely as we could. And so when we talk about treats, um, you know, you, it could be just their regular food. But, you know, anything Penny likes is going to be a reward. So play, attention. And it sounds like attention is particularly rewarding for her. So, you know, you could use that. The thing is, when you're dealing with separation anxiety, you want to try or, you know, like what we call Actually, I think in the podcast episode I did with Malena, she talks about how separation anxiety, I think I think about how it's like a become kind of a catch-all term because a lot of the times it's it's probably like calling someone who's a little bit sad, like depressed, like it's maybe a little extreme. But for lack of a better term, let's call it separation anxiety. Um, uh, you know, you don't want to be like bombarding her with attention every time you enter you know, or every time she gets out of the crate, you don't want to be like throwing a major party. You want to be like kind of, you know, being chill around her. So using attention when you're training something like, um, you know, training a dog to feel okay can, uh, to be alone can be a little tricky for that reason. Um, my last suggestion to you is to um, try and make sure she is getting some good experiences uh, well, certainly with other young dogs, but definitely um, with uh, other people. Um, and I know this can be hard right now because uh, we're all still being pretty careful um, with, uh, you know, lockdown, et cetera. But as much as possible, um, have other people come over, feed her her meals. Um, if you have, if, you know, if you have a cleaning person coming into your house, have the cleaning person feed the meals. Um, put have the cleaning person put things in the crate. Have your neighbor come over and feed her in the hallway. Um, whatever you can do to help her feel good about people in the world other than you, um, I think is probably smart at this point since her world um, 
is probably pretty small. So yeah. is that any, any, any other questions? I hope, I hope I've no, that was super helpful. That was vomited great. out a bunch of ideas. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I think it's great that you're going to be doing the Calm Canine course. Um, actually, next week, uh, also, we're doing, um, we're calling it Dog Training in 21 Days. It's starting on April 1st. Um, and it's 21 days of, like, exercises that you can do, just training exercises, like, little training challenges that – None of them take very long. Um, so that might also be a fun thing that you can do with her. I think the more training that you do with her, even if you're not training, like, specific things, like, yes, I think you should be um, – I think you should be working on uh, the, the crate stuff and, and leaving her alone. But my guess is the more the more training you do with her of any kind, the more it's going to build her confidence and the less she's going to feel like, you know, her, her entire world depends on you. And the more training, also, like, the more, like, fun exercises you can get anyone else to do, you know. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of getting kids involved in training. I think it's a good way to outsource things to, <laughs> to kids. And, um, you know, these are the kinds of exercises you could be doing with kids, um, you know, if you have any kids in your, in your world that could, could work with her. Um, and lastly, you know, making sure that she, like I said, she is getting some good one-on-one time with other dogs. That's going to help her get her energy out and, um, again, just kind of, like, broaden her view of what, what the what the world contains so that it's not yeah. just not just you. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. It was a really yeah. great question. Keep me posted on how thank things you. go. Yes, I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, she is so amazingly cute. Oh, I I understand why. Why why you guys want to be close to each other? What a little face. Oh. And I guess we'll see you at we'll see you in in class soon. Are you doing it are you doing a virtual the virtual Calm K9 or no, the in person? The in person one. Oh, great. Okay. Well, I hope that goes really well and keep in touch. Yes, thank you. All right. Bye. bye.